I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. People like Elon Musk, hats off to him. Man with the money is fed up with their censorship and their tactics and the whole climate around media, the woke media, CNN Plus collapse. Rachel Maddow running away from her TV show. Netflix collapsing, losing subscribers. We're in the middle of the climate change that America needs, and the left is losing its mind. Don't look. They're all scared. Time was drifting. This rock got to roll. So I hit the road and made my getaway. Restless feeling. Well, that was uh, Jason Whitlock on Tucker Carlson two nights ago. And um, known Jason for a very, very long time. Back to my days when I started my sports career back in 1999 with Scott Kaplan. And uh, we were syndicated by Sports Fan Radio Network and Joel Hollander, Westwood One. And one of the stations we had great success on was 610 in Kansas City, where a young Jason Whitlock at the time was just a, uh, a sports talk show host and writing. Now he's gone on to become this unbelievable success in that he is a man that speaks the truth, an African-American conservative who was out there uh, day and night uh, trying to help this country out in much bigger ways than who the Kansas City Chiefs may draft later on tonight. So with that said... Here he is, the pride of Kansas City, a great American, our friend, Jason Whitlock. Jason, Sid and Bernie in New York. How are you, buddy? Awesome, Sid. Thanks for having me. You Always got a pleasure to speak to people in New York. Uh, you too, and uh, we love having you. And uh, both of us, me and Bernard, are both very, very big fans of yours. And anytime you're on television, Tucker, a variety of shows, we always play your cuts because you are, you're the voice of reason the voice of Saturday. You talked there about Elon Musk, how important that was in terms of a freedom of speech and moving America forward. Uh, for folks that didn't watch you on Tucker two nights ago, just kind of expand on that, the importance of Elon Musk taking over Twitter. You know, I, I actually, I mean, I, what Elon Musk is attempting to do is very important, but I think overall there's a wave being ridden there's a, a climate change in the political world that is happening. And from CNN Plus collapsing, Rachel Maddow abandoning her daily TV show, uh, Netflix losing subscribers, uh, and of course the midterm elections are the big media or comment that's about to hit the Democratic Party and, and oh, oh, obliterate it. And I just think Musk is part of that wave. Now, he's a big part, and that's why the left is reacting so strongly, is, you know, if they can't control Twitter, 
they can't have their lies confirmed. Their, their false narratives are confirmed over Twitter. Twitter's the place where uh, they contend and have stories written and go on TV and say, oh, man, the police are just out here randomly and wildly uh, killing black, unarmed black men, and it's a travesty. And then you go to Twitter and everybody's confirming that thought. You go to the stats, the data, the evidence, and it's just not true. There are a handful of examples that could all be matched if the media cared to show by examples of police misconduct, killing white people unarmed. Uh, but those things are, are never shown. And, and just quite frankly, if, if you're in a country as heavily armed as America, the police are going to make a handful of mistakes every year that you can point to and say, look, this is the example. It's not the example of what police are doing on a day-to-day basis. I've been black all of my life. I've moved in black neighborhoods, communities all of my life. I never walked around with any fear of the police. Did I have some fear of perhaps gang members uh, or gangs in some of those communities? Absolutely. But this myth that somehow black people are waking up every day, how am I going to survive my encounter with the police, is a joke, it's a lie, it's, you know, perpetuated by uh, black elites who sit on TV and have no experience in the black community. But if you go to Twitter, you know, that that whole narrative is confirmed, and, and it's a narrative they use to, you know, destabilize the community and create all this animus towards police, and so there's more chaos in black communities, less police involvement in black communities, and a higher rate of violence and criminal activity because of their activity. And so you take Twitter away, and Black Lives Matter never gets off the ground. That entire movement never happens. Cities aren't uh, looted, rioted, burned to the ground uh, if Twitter doesn't confirm that narrative and promote that narrative. And Elon Musk being in control of Twitter is a threat to all that. The the left's ability to provoke Antifa and Black Lives Matter to do violence on on their behalf gets eliminated. The the ability to threaten public officials, public intellectuals, people that go on TV with Twitter lynch mobs that they don't say the right thing. You, You can't, again, we spent years without being able to say comfortably, like, Hey, you know what? Colin Kaepernick's stupid. He's afraid to talk and defend himself. Uh, when he was with the San Francisco 49ers, all he cared about was his tattoos and his abs. The guy's not very bright. <laughs> well, you can't say that because on Twitter you'd be called a racist if you were white. And if you're black and say that, you know, you're a sellout. LeBron James, this dude can't read past the first page of a book. And we're running around like he's Muhammad Ali or he's some great uh, sports public intellectual. He's just not. So that's why Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter is so important. It's going to allow people to speak more confidently the truth rather than just confirming lies that the left wants confirmed. No question. Uh, listen, uh... It's uh, Jason Whitlock on the Bernie and Sid Show. And, of course, without Twitter's censorship by Jason, we wouldn't have the disaster known as Joe Biden as president right now. But let let me move on to uh, you must know this guy. His name is he's a former NFL player, Jack Brewer. And he's a great guy. He's a very good Christian. And he's he's all about uh, taking care of young black boys 
in the inner cities and elsewhere, you know, just uh, down on their luck kids who, without fathers. And he got into he got into, he, he, this critical race theory. He took a picture at a Ron DeSantis event, and the revolting racist Joy Reid uh, said that it was child abuse what he did. And the whole thing about critical race theory is that it teaches young black boys in our schools that they are that they can't make it. It teaches them, it tells them to dumb themselves down. It tells the teachers to dumb down the curriculum and tells them that they cannot make it. And Jack Brewer is now in a fight with this Joy Reid demanding an apology. Your thoughts on that and, of course, the critical race theory in general, Jason Whitlock. Racial Maddow, as I like to call Joy (laughs) Reid, only exists because of Twitter. If there was no Twitter... Racial Maddow, Joy Reid, would have no job. But Twitter creates the belief that she speaks to this massive black audience. you got to have her if you want to be authentic. She's an idiot. She's not that bright. She she went to Harvard, so there is some degree of intelligence. And and I've met Joy Reid in a previous life when she was more authentic. And so either she's an idiot or she has no backbone and is willing to say and do anything to collect that MSNBC paycheck. And again, it's a reflection of Twitter's ability to distort reality, to intimidate and either confirm like, hey, this is what if you want to reach black people, you have to have someone as stupid as Joy Reid talking to reach them. And I'm and Jack Brewer is considering uh, suing Joy Reid, and, and he should because she unfairly smeared him and uh, misportrayed his efforts and work uh, in the black community. But, uh, again, Rachel Maddow is a pawn of the Democratic left. She's doing this for a paycheck. I love how they say that, you know, black conservatives – are the ones selling out and doing it because of the the paycheck. All the money the last decade has been thrown at black people willing to repeat Democratic talking points. All the money has been thrown that way. And everybody that stands on truth, because I'm not political. I've never voted. I'm just pro-common sense and the truth. And that makes me look very conservative, very Republican. But I, I just enjoy and believe in the truth you know if anything i'm a christian uh but that's how distorted the world has become if you stand on truth uh either you're a racist or you're a black person who has sold out black people because you stand on truth well let me ask you this jason you you don't vote you haven't voted and you're not a political person you're a common sense person and again i'll I'll repeat what I said earlier in this conversation. Me and Bernie love what you have to say because we consider ourselves the same thing. But when you consider what this administration has done, the worst in the history of this country, when you look at Democrat mayors and governors across this country, may it be time for you to start to vote? May it be time for Jason Whitlock to go vote? No? No, no, I'm going to vote. And and, and it's really, there's a couple, two, three issues that have provoked me, but the number one issue at the top of my list is the sexuality and, gen- and gender agenda of the left. It's just it's just gone too far. It is clearly satanic. Wanting to talk teachers, 
wanting to talk to kindergartners, first graders, third graders about sexuality and gender. I'm just that's just it's a bridge too far. These people have have completely lost their mind. They're trying to groom children into the LGBTQIA plus lifestyle. I'm not homophobic. I just think parents, if there's going to be any grooming of sexuality and gender, it needs to be done by parents, not teachers, not blue-haired, nose-ring uh, teachers. And so that that's just, I, I, as a Christian, I have no choice but to vote and get involved in, in, in the political situation just because the left and its agenda is too satanic to ignore. I love that. Satanic, demonic. You're absolutely right, Jason Whitlock, here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Jason, uh, along those lines, for years now, there's been this effort to feminize males, men, in the United States here. Uh, of course, the masculinity is deemed toxic by these people. Tell that to the, uh, the, the concentration camps that were liberated during World War II, among many other examples. But uh, you made some uh, news the other day because you, you said that uh, ESPN, you know, actually you accused Disney of uh, feminizing and wokeifying sports by buying ESPN. Uh, tell us about that, please, because you've take, taken some heat for it. Uh, I think it's crystal clear that uh, ESPN has changed under Disney ownership. And... Disney is one of the strongest forces in the diversity, inclusion, and equity agenda, D-I-E, D-I-E. Their agenda of applying racial, gender, sexuality quotas to every environment. And so under Disney, they prioritize, hey, we got to have more women uh, on air talking sports and on all of these platforms. Doesn't matter whether they're qualified or not. Uh, what matters is, do they look good on camera, and are they women? Do they meet the... And so once you put a woman into traditional male places, and again, unqualified women, that are primarily there because they look good, uh, not because they played sports, understand sports at any high level, uh, not because they have a, a genuine passion. They just see the opportunity. Well, man, ESPN's handing out these jobs. and Maybe I'll become as popular as Aaron Andrews. And so all the Instagram models switch their majors <laughs> to sports broadcasting. It's true. It's and, true. And, and so once you drop a woman into an environment discussing sports with men, men are going to feminize their conversation. They're, they're going to be less truthful because you have to, because a lot, and again, I don't think these women have bad intentions. They're seizing an opportunity. But once they get in those positions, and the only thing that they really have strong to offer, if you can't, if, 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 if you're a woman on one of those broadcasts talking about the NFL, and you don't know what a cover two is, <laughs> you don't know uh, the basics of football, yeah. and, and you can't, and then you're sitting there talking about it with former NFL players, people that understand it at the highest level. The only thing you can really offer is your passion about, uh, well, is this guy sexist? Is this guy racist? 
uh, is the NFL hiring enough minority coaches? They can talk on it because that conversation is so unsophisticated. Anybody can. Well, yeah, of course the NFL owners are racist. Yeah, right. that's the only explanation it could be. Right. And so they can talk about those things. And so that's why there's so much chatter about those things rather than the games and what's actually going on on the field because the conversations have had to be diminished to a level that women can equally participate, and that helps drive all the accusations of sexism, racism, homophobia. That's why uh, Michael Sam kissing his boyfriend on <laughs> draft day becomes a big, much bigger deal. Everybody can talk about that. Everybody can have an opinion on that. Uh, you know, And so whether or not gays are treated well in the NFL or whatever, that can all be discussed with a woman, but just the way sports are traditionally discussed, it's much harder to do if there's an Instagram model sitting there who's never covered the sport in a real way. And again, because there are many women that have covered the sports in a real way, uh, but they tend to be more like Ramona Shelbourne, not the Instagram supermodel. She's a former college softball player and a former athlete who's covered the NBA in a real way, but you know Disney and every TV prefers the supermodels. Mm. And so the, the way we talk about sports has been feminized, and and men when they're around really attractive women are dishonest. Yep. You know we we never tell an attractive woman what we really think. Right. It could knock us out of the chance of you know eventual victory. Very interesting. The whole conversation yeah. has just been perverted. Now, you're right. And uh, by the way, you could have easily been describing the vice president and not an ESPN sports analyst. Hey, a great job as always, Jason Whitlock. We love having you on. We're thrilled for your success. And we just ask that you keep coming back, buddy. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you, Sid. Thank you, Bernie. All right, pal. Take care. The great Jason Whitlock. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.